God. It takes this last part of his name, Yah, Yahweh, first part of his name, anyway, and then adds halal, which is praise, and praise God. So when we sing songs, it says hallelujah, we're actually praising God and thanking him. And what better time of the year than Christmas when he sent his son? Tonight, we're going to light the fifth candle, the Christ candle. And every Advent wreath since its beginning in the 1830s and 40s, the Christ candle is always lit on Christmas Eve, and it's the Christ candle reminding us that he is the light of the world. And so I want to share some thoughts real quickly about that before we go much further. If uh, you have your Bible, you can open up to John chapter 12. If you don't have your Bible, that's okay. Uh, you can listen as I share from the Word of God. John chapter 12, verse 4 through 40, 44 through 46. Then Jesus cried out, When a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. And when he looks at me, he sees the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Would you pray with me, please? Father, we thank you for the blessing of this night together. Father, thank you for bringing us here to praise you, to worship you, to sing hallelujah to you. And we thank you for your son who came to this world. He was born 2,000 years ago to a woman named Mary. He was raised by her and a man named Joseph. And we thank you that he grew up to be a man, lived a perfect life, and died on the cross and rose up again, overcoming death and sin and even Satan himself. Thank you for that, Lord Jesus, for doing that. You're right now, you're in heaven, and you're standing by the throne of God the Father, and you are hearing our praise and worship, and I hope that you're pleased. And so tonight, as I speak briefly from your word, I pray that the Spirit would come and rest on each one of us, that your Spirit, Father, would come and speak to each heart and life as we gather and hear your words shared. Thank you again for this day, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I pray you use me for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Over the last four weeks, we've been celebrating Advent. Advent is not just a Baptist thing. It's a Christian thing. And it's not just a Catholic thing or a Lutheran thing. It's Christians. All Christians should celebrate Advent during this time of year. We do it during December because of Christmas. Each week during Advent, we light one of the candles like I was sharing earlier. And we talk about the wreath and how each part of the wreath has the element of the Christmas story. Because I believe we should tell the whole Christmas story. If you hear last Sunday, I talked about how if we just talk about Santa Claus with his sled full of toys or, or laugh at movies like The Grinch Who Stole Christmas or cry over other movies like It's a Wonderful Life, we're going to miss the whole meaning of the season of Christmas. And so we want, we want to share the whole story of Christmas with people. And we light the candles because the light symbolizes the light of God. God is glorious. If you read the Bible very much, you'll see in Isaiah where he, he had this vision of God and God was glorious and bright. And so the light shines for him. It shows us, it reminds us that he is pure and holy. Many people celebrate Christmas by putting candles or putting lights, right? Many of you probably have lights in your house. We have lights on our tree. I'm too lazy to put them on my house outside. Um, it's a lot of work, it seems like. But a lot of people love to do that. And I'm not making fun of that. I'm making fun of my own laziness for not doing that. Um, but lights have something symbolic in Christmas. And, and they put them in their yards. They put them all over. We have lights up here. We have lights on the, in the, uh, some of the um, plants. We have the tree as well, as well as the, the candles up front lighting the altar. 
And when we come to the end of the service in just a few more minutes, I'm going to light a candle from the Christ candle, not one of the purple ones or the pink one, but the white one. And I'm going to share that light with you. And, and that is symbolizing sharing the light of Christ with the world around us. As we share it with each other, we want to share it with those around us in our world. We want to light up this room. We'll turn off the overhead lights and we'll, we'll um, light, up this, light up this room with the light of Christ. Now, tonight's passage is from John chapter 12. It's not part of the Christmas narrative. It's not part of Luke chapter 2. It's not part of Matthew chapter 1. Uh, it isn't part of that Christmas traditional story, but it reminds us why Jesus was born and, and why he is the Christmas story. He is the Christmas story, not Santa Claus, not Walmart selling everything on sale or things like that. He is the reason for the season, uh, and we'll talk about that. He is the only reason. For Christmas. It's the only reason why we have Christmas is because of Jesus. The Bible tells us this. The Bible tells us Jesus was born for a divine purpose. Look at verse 44. Listen to it with me. And Jesus cried out, When a man believes in me, he does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. In this statement, Jesus said he had been sent by God the Father. So that we could believe in God himself. That we could believe there is this great power called God who created all things, who made himself known through Scripture and revelation to people. People in the Bible like Abraham, Noah, Moses, others as well, so that we could believe in God, so we could believe in him. He was born for this one divine purpose, and that's to rescue people. He's here to rescue you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your saving Lord, he died to rescue you. He was born, lived, and died to rescue you. That was God's will, and the Bible tells us so. In John 6, verse 40, Jesus said, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. Jesus said, Look, God wants you to know Him. Isn't that a great hallelujah? Amen? Yeah, that is something to really thank God for. Jesus was born to change a person's heart. And that's what we all need. We need a new heart. We need to be changed inside, not our outside behavior. That comes in time, but... First, we start with the heart. And when he changes our heart, he changes our lives. Maybe you're going through something right now in life that's hard. You feel alone. You feel lonely. You feel like maybe you've been abandoned. But that's not Jesus' message to you. His message is, hey, I'm here for you. And I want to change your life. But the heart, the change of heart must come first. And only then can our lives be changed. And Jesus is still changing hearts and lives today. He didn't do this 2,000 years ago or 1,000 years ago. He's still changing hearts and lives today. In John 10, 10, Jesus said that the thief or Satan or the evil one comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. God wants you to have a full life. And you might think, well, you know, I, I have a pretty good life. I have a full life. But is it really full? Is it full without God? Can you have a full life without God? I would say you can't. You can be very rich, you can be very happy, but without God you can't have that full happiness, that fullness of life. When Christ is left out of Christmas, people are leaving out the very reason for this season, why we celebrate Christmas at all. So let's just be clear about this. Christmas would not exist without the birth of Jesus Christ. That's why Christ is at the beginning. Another reason why he was born is this. He was born so we could personally know God, so we could personally know our Creator. Amen to that, right? Yeah, listen to verse 45. 
Jesus says, when he looks at me, meaning Jesus, when he looks at Jesus, he sees the one who sent me. He's talking about God the Father. He's talking about God. Now, to know God is an incredible thought, isn't it? Sometimes we let our humanity get in, get in between us and God in this sense. Can we really know God? Can we really personally know God? Does God really want me to know Him? I would say He does. For some people, it is an incredible question or thought. But the truth is, when Jesus was born, it became possible for you and I to personally know God, to see Him operate in our life, to see Him working in our world around us. That is a great blessing to have God in your life like that. I don't know about you, but knowing God is the greatest thing, in my opinion. Knowing God is the greatest thing that could ever happen to anybody. Anybody. And it's not too incredible of an idea or concept or belief to share with people. Everyone needs to know God. Everyone needs to know God for themselves. Because everybody was created by God and created in His image. That's what the Bible says, that we were created in the image of God. Somehow, some way, we bear some image of Him. Whether it's our thinking, our ability to think, or our eternity, we will live forever somewhere. We all were created by God to know God. Here's a truth all of us need to remember. You cannot separate Jesus from God. You can't do that. The Bible won't let you, and Jesus won't either. Listen, John 1, verse 14, the Bible says, The Word became flesh, meaning Jesus, and made His dwelling among us. We've seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. You're not here just by happenstance because somebody brought you or invited you. You're here because God has brought you here himself. He just used your family or friends to do that. And Jesus said, I and the Father are one. He, you can't separate Jesus from God. He's divine. That's why he was able to rise up from the, from the grave. That's why he overcame death, because he's God. In John 14, verse 1, Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me, he said. So he equates himself with God. We can't separate Jesus from the divine. That's why the first candle is the divine candle. Because the divine came in the flesh. Our world lives in darkness. Isn't that right? I mean, look at our world. Look at America today. Our America is living in darkness. 80% of our citizens in America don't have a clue about God, don't understand anything about God. And that's a shame. We're living in darkness. Jesus was born to reveal the reality of God to people everywhere. You don't have to be white or rich or, or, or even comfortable to be the only ones to know God. You can be the poorest of poor and the wealthiest and all the way in between. You can have a family or be an orphan. It doesn't matter. You can know God. Jesus came to reveal God to you. Yeah. He was born to prove that God exists. And this is a big question. For a lot of people today. A lot of people don't believe God exists. Here's one also. He, he, he was born to prove that God loves us. He loves you. This is the one I really questioned when I was younger. I didn't believe, I believed in God. I believed there had to be a God. But I didn't believe He loved me personally. And that changed. And because we could not get to God, God sent His one and only Son to us. He rescued us. He reached down out of heaven through Christ and gets a hold of us. John 6, verse 38, the Bible says, For I've come down from heaven, not to do my will, not to do human will, but to do the will of the Him who sent me. Jesus said, I didn't come down here to do my own thing. I came down here to do what God the Father sent me to do. And He did it, every bit of it. So think about that. 
Think about the fact that Jesus left the glories of heaven, the praise and worship of the angels to come to this world to show us who God is. What else must God do to get our attention? I, I don't know. I don't know. Finally, he was born to shine God's glorious light into our world. Verse 46, Jesus says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. That's why we light the Christ candle, because he is the light of the world, because he came here as a light. He came into the world as a light so that no one who believes in him should stay in darkness. We don't have to stay in darkness. The reason why lights at Christmas are so popular Amongst everybody, whether you're a believer or not, the reason why they're so popular is because Jesus is heaven's light. Come to earth. He was sent to this world to drive away the shadows and the darkness of sin and reveal God's presence to us. See, God is present. But as someone who doesn't, if we don't know God in a personal way, we don't realize He's there with us. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 says, The Son, meaning Jesus Christ, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. He is the radiance of God's glory. I love that, don't you? He just reveals this, this, this light of God to the world. He is the radiance of God's glory. He is our reconciliation with God for all people, in all places, and in all times. You know, you could say it this way, Jesus is extraordinary. Isn't He? Yeah, He is. He really is. In an ordinary stable, Jesus had an extraordinary birth, born to a virgin named Mary. He was thought to be an ordinary baby, but he was an extraordinary man. He was perfect. He never sinned. With ordinary words, he shared an extraordinary message. The gospel is a powerful thing if we'll just simply sit and listen to the Spirit speak through it. On an ordinary cross, did you know that many people died on crosses back then? Only one rose up from the grave, though. On an ordinary cross, he died an extraordinary death, but an ordinary empty tomb proved his extraordinary miracle, his resurrection, so that ordinary people like you and I could have an extraordinary life. Amen. I believe whether you've re you regularly come here on Sundays and Wednesdays or whether you are a visitor or a guest of someone, God has brought you here tonight. I believe that with all my heart. I also believe God has been speaking to all of us, either through a prayer or a song or the reading or the scripture, or the video. I believe God speaks in worship to us as well. We'll simply listen to him. So as we share the light of Christ in just a moment, I want you to know you can trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I, I believe you can give your life to him. You can trust him, and he will give you a, a whole new life. He'll change your heart. He'll change your life. But you will have to trust him for that to happen. John 12, verse 36, Jesus said this. He said, put your trust in the light while you have it, so that you may become children of the light. Let's stand and we'll get ready to sing uh, Silent Night, and we're going to share the light together.